coming to you live from an abandoned storage locker somewhere in Mesa, Arizona. You're tuned into the Important Nonsense Podcast with Steve Bonham. Attention, Alan Hearn's mom. His knee is better. <laughs> you can stop worrying. And Neil Smith. Even with the concussion, as long as he's cleared, probably don't have a better option. Boom, shakalaka. Welcome in. Important Nonsense Podcast season finale. That means it is awards time. It is the third annual, as you can see on the top, uh, fantasy football awards show here at Important Nonsense. Joined by Neil, as always, but a whole slew of people from the staff. Welcome, everyone, for joining us here. Uh, first, we'll start. Neil, welcome, buddy, as always. It's been a hell of a season. Namaste. We made it. We made it. Started with 32 and 32, and here we are in January. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that today. I was like, wow, we've been firing away at these since like June. Mm -hmm. So it's been quite the year. It's been a lot of fun, as always. Uh, And we got Jack over there and his pit vipers. We do. We do. I am back. Jack is back once again, ready to tear the whole ceremony down when someone that I disagree with gets voted an award they don't deserve. Jack, I won't get to ask you this question until next year. Do you own any collared shirts that, that, and for the people just listening to the audio of this, talk amongst yourselves for a second. Jack, do you, do you own any collared shirts that are actually long sleeve or all of your long sleeve shirts? (laughs) No, sun's out, sun's out. Do you do that? Do you just cut them and then hem it? No. Like, is that, is that how that works? How do you even buy those? (laughs) Most, pretty much every time I'm on the show, they're all long sleeves. I have very few short sleeves. I have this, (laughs) I have the plain one. I have the Hawaiian one. The rest of it, it's all oh, long sleeve. It's a camera person, trick. He just only happens to move his arms up every so often. You know what That's it is? He breaks looks. out the long <laughs> sleeves for Jerry. But for us, <laughs> when he comes down here right. and he moves down a peg, That's right. then that's when he goes short sleeve. Well, there is that outside of Homer Simpson. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm trying to be <laughs> the only character I know who would wear a collared shirt with short sleeves is literally Homer Simpson. So it's. I mean, it works. It's a nice summer look, okay? You wear a nice <laughs> pair of shorts. <laughs> look, I, far be it for me to criticize anybody's fashion choices. Mason and I, Mason and I live in the Colorado bubble where we don't right. like. It's function over style. Believe me. The Denver tuxedo for it, Mason. Over yeah, there, it's right? good though. I appreciate Jack's, you know, collaboration from the glasses, the headset, all the way down to the mic. It's just, you know, that's effort that you just can't get anywhere else. And this is that high production value we put forth here. So exactly. Well, exactly. You, you look at the cup too. <laughs> <laughs> Completely coordinated, head to toe. Love it. You look at the other cup too. <laughs> Why do you have so many cups? Did you? Did, oh, so they didn't catch it. They didn't catch it. So many people don't get the running joke. Believe oh me. my gosh, it's a great <laughs> joke. <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't get it. Uh, Jason Draven, that FF nerd here as well. How you doing today, sir? Pretty good. I, I'm just excited that you know Jack doesn't know best, so that that made me pretty happy. We're all excited about that. <laughs> we we have already established the name of the show will be Dave Fiorella knows best. <laughs> hosted by Jack Cavanaugh. I like it. Dave Fiorella knows best. Hosted by Jack. Cavanaugh. Shout out, Dave. Yeah. Jack doesn't exactly. find that as funny as the rest of us. <laughs> I, I found it hilarious. Yeah, he knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. Oh, we we oh. got run. We got run by Dave all summer long, and I'm sure he'll be back to do it again. And uh, yeah, one of the other will. people that ran us out of the building all summer, Mike Manning here as well. Mike, how you doing? How you doing? Good. Good to be here. And yeah, I appreciate I you the- tuning into all those shows, playing by the rules. I mean, if there's anyone who once in a while would miss a draft pick and make the wrong decision, it was Mike. And whether or not that's because he was always at the turn, I don't know. But I just just like the idea that we had like 10 best ball drafts throughout the summer and each one of them had 20 picks. And you're saying out of like three auto picks. That's what made the difference between Mike beating us thoroughly and not. It was a rigged contest. It was rigged. Everyone rigged it. I actually know best. I was the winner. I can see him squinting, even though he's wearing the glasses. Glasses. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. You can hear him squinting. 
Oh. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to go another way. I thought you were going to accuse Mike of having some sort of proprietary arrangement with Underdog to get to to get them to just auto place. He him. has a better it, deal than it was the draft machines. Yeah. The oh, draft okay. machines rigged the rigged the contest. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, there's a whole lawsuit about that. I wouldn't get I wouldn't get too close to that conversation, or Dominion's exactly. going to come after you. And not right, Dominion so we, Underdog. We've got. Our full categories here, seven different award categories. We're going to go through each one of them. Uh, just so you know, for the criteria, as with everything else, uh, we're talking about mainly 12-team PPR when we did this voting. Uh, all player rankings that I may mention are for players who played at least 10 games. And it's all by points per game. So, for example, Derrick Henry would have been the clear-cut RB1, but he only played eight games, so he goes unranked. Uh, some uh, categories will also have a slightly more detailed criteria, but we'll go into that once we get to those. So we will kick it off with the one that nobody wants to win any year, and that is, of course, the least valuable player. Uh, does anybody have any kind of like inclination where this might go? I think it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Allen Robinson. I mean, I selfishly voted for Robbie Anderson mostly because he betrayed mm -hmm. me. So yes, Alan Robinson because of, of personal my... betrayal. Yeah, personal mm -hmm. betrayal was happening. Yes. So Kenny Galladay could probably have been another one. That dude felt uh, like he didn't uh, touch, didn't see yes. a ball all year. Alan Robinson was my two. My one was a different giant. Well, the least valuable player, just for everybody that may be watching and not know, didn't vote. Uh, it's the draft pick from the first five rounds who tanked your season. So really you're looking at someone who took, you know, top of the draft and really had a horrendous year. And again, someone who played at least 10 games, you know, we're not saying that Christian McCaffrey tanked your season because he only played seven games. It got hurt. Like the seven games he played, he was pretty good, but everything else. Yeah. All right. So least valuable player. I think we all kind of saw it coming. It is Allen Robinson. Yeah, of the Chicago Bears. Uh, so when we look at the total votes here, we had staff, we had uh, patrons. Thank you to all those patrons who voted. And of course, we had people just from the general public. So here were the final votes, how they broke down. Uh, Allen Robinson dominated the voting, of course. Wide receiver 11, uh, third round ADP, finished wide receiver 70. Saquon Barkley came in second with five votes, uh, which makes sense. He was a first round pick. He finished at RB 32, wasn't horrendous. Like he was still rosterable and usable, but when again, healthy. yeah, he, he had to be healthy and it, not what you expected for the number seven overall pick. Julio Jones, I also thought made a lot of sense, had a similar type drop. He was only six uh, wide receiver spots behind Allen Robinson in ADP in the preseason and only finished nine spots higher than him at wide receiver 61. But again, the Robbie Anderson one, I feel like that's Neil with his vendetta now against Robbie Anderson. Who, who, else, who else voted for Robbie Anderson? <laughs> that was, was my only question about the table. I, there see, was another person? There's a lot who of this, else? too. Like, a lot of these votes we're going to see are, like, people either didn't maybe understand what they were voting for or maybe they just interpreted it differently. But Chris Salazar also on our staff. Chris, a man of culture. Robbie Anderson. Chris, a man and, of culture and breeding. Thank you, Chris. And for I, him, <laughs> his reasoning behind it, so I will give him credit, is he took Robbie Anderson in basically the fifth round any chance he could because Robbie Anderson's one of his favorite players. Hmm. So there you go. So that was a top five pick for him, even though by general ADP, it was a seventh round selection. This was my only personal spite call, by the mm -hmm. way. I did the rest then of you want I mean, you want to talk about personal spite. Aaron Jones. I mean, <laughs> that's definitely Steve. That's definitely is that Steve. Steve's? Yeah, is that Steve's right there? Aaron Jones. Come on, Mike. I mean, what what happened? What happened? What so, happened here? I took it as a combination of like you know overall ADP stuff and mm -hmm. my personal experience, as in like guys that were on my teams that either you know did what fit the category, and sure. Aaron Jones just as a first round pick, uh, sometimes top five pick who boomed during the beginning of the season, was a stud, yeah. was killing it for the, everybody, was having those huge three-touchdown games like you would see from him from last year, and then to become a relegated to a lower, the bottom half, basically, of a timeshare with A.J. Dillon. Rightfully so, because A.J., he played great. 
Dylan played phenomenal, but at the end of the season, Derrick Henry Light, as we have had people call him in this room, but it is just he, based on the draft, he is the highest drafted player on this board here. And I yes. think by by a good margin. Saquon, you could get in the second round. Well, I mean, he's one he's spot ahead one. of Saquon, but yes, yeah. But generally, like you know, there, there was a lot yes. more question marks about Saquon than there was Aaron Jones. And I'll give you that too. That Aaron Jones was, uh, I believe, around week eight, week nine was RB five or six in points per game. And for him mm-hmm. to finish at RB eleven is just how he struggled in the back half of the season. But still, overall, I mean, he didn't murder you. He wasn't the reason that your team lost. He's the reason you didn't. <laughs> Make the playoffs or, or <laughs> the reason anything. What really happened is Mike didn't pay attention to anything I said all off season mm-hmm. about how this is going to end up being a committee and Dylan was going to be the guy you wanted until I went and got Jones and got upset by it. And the, uh, like the others, it's the same thing. Like Antonio Gibson, the reasoning that was given for Antonio Gibson was based on the ADP where you had to reach for him in the second round, you were expecting the breakout and he didn't. Well, he still finished RB 15. So it's not like he murdered you. He just wasn't an RB1. So if you took a wide receiver in the first round and then Antonio Gibson, yeah, it probably didn't pan out for you. And same thing with CEH. Like, again, he had a mediocre season. He's a mediocre running back. It is what it is. If you paid up for him, that was your mistake. That was also us all offseason. The majority of the people in this room actually saying, yeah, that ADP is too high. So apologies if you didn't listen to that, but uh, the Julio Jones one, I didn't even consider the Allen Robinson is what I expected to win. Saquon I figured would be on the page. Didn't even really consider Julio Jones. And when I saw his name there, I suddenly had a flashback to our ranking summit conversations. Yeah. And that feels like four lifetimes ago, but it does, it does make sense because Mm -hmm. we were literally having the conversation with certain people, Jack, (laughs) about, about whether or not, whether or not Julio Jones still deserved to be the alpha mm. when before he was even traded. So it, uh, and I'm not trying to, like, we won't, we would love to put it this way. We probably won't have that, a repeat of that conversation right. in future years. We'll be right? having a much different conversation but, about Julio but Jones. But I, I, I just, I remembered the conversation and suddenly mm. it all came flooding back and I'm like, oh yeah. Well, that and when I saw the name the on conversation the list too, we were having. I was like, wait, did he even qualify? Yeah, he actually did play 11 games. It doesn't feel like it, right? It feels like he missed most of the season, but he was just so irrelevant in half the games that he played that it didn't matter. Of the Uh, the guys on the board, Julio, Saquon, and even CEH, I felt were really close to not making it, you know, just by perception based on the injuries. Yeah. And uh, the, my... The quote from the reasoning that I pulled here that I liked the most was just uh, for Alan Robinson. I never thought I'd be begging for Mitch Trubisky back, but here we are. Alan Robinson goes from a top 10 wide receiver in 2020 to zero games with 11 or more points in 2021. Did friend of the show, Kevin McCarthy, write that? It's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) Not, but it's it's something he would write. What a stat. What a stat. Uh, Yeah. Uh, All right. Rookie of the year. Uh, so when we're talking about redraft, rookies can generally be scooped up late in drafts or even off waivers for pennies on the dollar. The fantasy rookie of the year is the first year player who outperformed early expectations and excelled all season long. And again, I feel like this one is going to be fairly obvious for most people in the room, but it is Jamar Chase. Woo! That's just- I didn't think it was so obvious. Yeah, I was expecting it was clearly obvious. It was definitely because of his final game. He said final game wide receiver as a rookie in NFL history. Of course, just to go go through it, conversation at all. Well, just just to go through it, he got 15 of the votes. uh, Was wide receiver 29 in ADP, finished wide receiver six. Jalen Waddle, who also had a spectacular season, a consistently good season after Tua came back from the injury. Uh, got five votes as well. Wide receiver 44. So you could have him significantly later in the draft and then wide receiver 13 finish. So I get that there. Also, Eli Mitchell, Najee Harris, Amon Ross St. Brown getting some votes. But I do have one more here on this. And if I can, I'll go for Anquan Bolden just so you can see it. So here you go. This is all time in the history of the NFL PPR points per game best seasons ever by a wide receiver. Odell Beckham, Randy Moss, one and two Jamar chase this season. 
number three. Jalen Waddle does also make the list at 13, but there you've got Bolden. There's the Jefferson season from last year. Uh, and these are rookie years, obviously. Hey, Mason, that Eddie Royal season from 08, man. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Takes me back. Calvin Benjamin. <sighs> Oh, yes. Before he was fat, Kelvin. Well, before he got into just, the pies. No, yeah, no, no. Just no. Standard he was issue, always Kelvin fat, Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> just he not should, as fat, Kelvin. He Benjamin. He should have been playing tight yeah. end from day one, probably. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. like, free tight end. But I mean, again, yes, Mike, you did vote for for Jalen Waddle. Would you like to make the case for Waddle? I mean, like I said, he had a he had a great season. It's just he didn't put up the historic numbers that sure. Chase did. Yeah, and I can understand that obviously per, on a mm. per game basis, Chase was better. Uh, he was expected to be better, and even you know he had the bigger games. But yeah. He also had a lot more of the duds, right? And he I was mean, buoyed by two two hundred plus yard games. Yeah, yeah. And I know that Waddle didn't have too many of those. He had a couple two touchdown games and things along those lines. But he was yep. consistently getting the ten targets. He was consistently scoring you at least uh, double digit points. Even with Tua playing badly, even with Jacoby playing, he yeah. was at least playing well enough to be. You were okay with him being in your starting lineup every single week, yeah. and you were almost never, almost never upset with him. Consistency doesn't win championships. And he, he and obviously blows blows up do. He got you. Consistency a, you, will you definitely get you to the playoffs, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, Chase got you to the playoffs too. Let's not. Act. He right. was. He had some. He might have lost but... you. One of yeah, he might have lost you too. too, though. <laughs> if Whoa, you got Jay. through his one dud, then you got. His but big you know game. why he didn't lose anybody those playoff games is because even though this ADP says he's somewhere around the seventh round, what we were seeing during the preseason was him dropping some balls in his ADP like plummeting so you're mm. getting a wide receiver one on most weeks that you were getting in round nine round ten and this was a guy that you were using to supplement what you already had in your lineup and he was winning you championships so even if you had that dud game he was making up for it tenfold with these big boom games that were winning you championships like jack just said you yeah. mean like amon ross st brown like that kid literally won <laughs> off the waiver wire was running winning people champion i understand but that's not going to qualify you for rookie of the year look at right. the category we're voting in and the categories that you can pick later had he See, had eight more rounds i love <laughs> sure eight more weeks <laughs> sure. of good games sure he had the second half of the season and if i had right. wheels i'd be a wagon if, if <laughs> but, like, it's, that's what it is like I, by the way mike i totally respect the jalen waddle thing i i voted for him in a different category later on though but I was a huge Waddle was my best call from the trade column all year by far because I saw that coming with how soft their schedule was. But it, he was super consistent, but he can't qualify in my mind as rookie of the year when you're talking about the historic season that Jamar Chase had. Like it just, it just, it's, it's apples and oranges. It's not the same thing. Whereas I'm on Ross St. Brown would qualify possibly as a league winner, which is a category we'll vote on later. Mm -hmm. So would possibly Jalen Waddle. That's where I think those guys fit more than an overall rookie of the year performance. Cause you're not talking about just the playoffs. That's what I hear. This conversation is devolved into a little bit. We're talking about, Oh, he didn't get you in the playoffs. Okay, fine. But that's not Historic. the question. That's not the question. The question is History. rookie of the year. Yeah. yeah. I think for Dude, me, yeah. it was, it, it was between chase and waddle for sure. And waddle was more consistent throughout the season you where were. for chase, he was, I believe, what, wide receiver six through the first six or seven weeks of the season. So right at the beginning of the year, he was giving you those big, massive production weeks. And then when T. Higgins came back and started to actually produce on the targets share that he was getting, then all of a sudden he takes over. Chase takes a back seat. He's from week eight till like maybe what, like 12, 13 He's a wide receiver three in that type of range. And then all of a sudden has back to back to back 20 plus point games to finish the year for you. So he started out strong, had a, a mild middle and then finished strong, but he never actually like killed you at any point, And he won you a bunch of games too. All right, let's move on to the next one. And this is the one I take the most umbrage with the comeback <laughs> player of the year. And I'm going to read this. Because I feel like there's even people in this room that didn't specifically read what the actual description of comeback player of the year is. So comeback player of the year, comeback player, also known as fantasy zombie, that is a player who has had significant fantasy relevance in the past, 
underperformed in recent memory and rebounded to be a solid fantasy option this season. And the winner of the vote just barely is Corderell Patterson. And my favorite quote of everyone on here is Mason with, well, he never had significant fantasy. (laughs) 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 But he had situational fantasy relevance and boomed this season. So I will at least give you that. It was an extremely close vote between him and Debo, who was actually my vote in this category because he's actually had prior success. Look, he was wide receiver 33 in 2019, and he jumped all the way up to wide receiver three this year. But wide receiver 56 was his best finish before this for Cordero Patterson, and he's RB 14. So clearly the position change helped. But I mean, yes, to, to me... I don't think he qualified for this because he's never really been relevant. He's just a late bloomer. All I'm hearing is that it was a bad question, Steve. <laughs> no, 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 no. Apparently Mason, I have to re You know what, Mason? Thing. That's fair. That could be fair. But you know what I'm hearing? Steve doesn't play in enough leagues that allow kick return and punt return yards. So we <laughs> need to right. find Steve some leagues to play <laughs> in that have kick and punt return yards. And then right. you'd know the value that Corderell Patterson has brought. Sure, right. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hunter Renfro with that. Yeah, I got to get into these gadget leagues so that Corderell Patterson has fantasy relevance so that he can be a comeback player. Right, so he can be a zombie. And exactly, that's what you're missing. Can we talk about James Conner, though? I would like to talk about that. That was another one. To me, it was between Debo and James Conner. And I can also understand the argument for Fournette because he really didn't come on last year until the playoffs. So I, I could I could understand that at least, but yeah, I, Connor. I get it with Fournette, but there was a trend. So yeah. it's not for me. It was Rose from the Dead. Yes. Leonard Fournette, we knew was very alive after the playoffs. James Connor, we all wrote off. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa! Not everybody. <laughs> Why, that's Jason? What? That's fair. I'm always overlooked here. What is going on? I'm going to be honest, Jason. I honestly put a mental block. I must have things I say. Well, yeah. I understand. You that. just say so many crazy things. It's hard to keep track of all of them and which oh, ones Brandon pan Cook's out and don't. We know a top ten wide receiver. We gave oh. him credit for that last week, though. Yes. Already, so we're not doing it again. We already. Whoa, whoa, nice whoa, whoa, whoa. We were very nice. Watson, if you didn't hear it, we were very nice to you about that mm-hmm. last week. But now that you're here in front of us, now yeah, go back and check Hard the pass. film. That's how you can yeah. see that. I'm surprised Jason didn't take Brandon Cooks for this one. I mean, because he had, he's been he had so a good year last year. Say, he, he never really had like a truly bad year. Yeah. Whenever Who he did played... you vote for, Jason? Out of curiosity, while we're here, Debo. Well, Debo. Okay. Yeah. That sounds yeah. right. I was like, was I, a very I feel like choice. Well, so. I think last year was due to the fact that he was injured. And I'm so assuming most of you won't was... remember your votes because this was so long ago <gasps> yeah. for you. So I yeah, unless you, day it came unless you voted on Friday. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, mine was before even the fantasy championship. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. So uh, yeah. I do know, I do remember who I voted for on this one. And I will admit, I read the question wrong. There you go. <laughs> but uh, again, like I said, Debo to me was the winner here, but James Conner, I also get the argument for like Jack is saying mm-hmm. how he was basically just the backup and he was RB 29 last year. Nobody in the NFL even wanted to sign him. He had to take a, a vet minimum deal to sign with Arizona to be the theoretical backup to chase Edmonds. And then he ends up taking over that job even when he's healthy. And then when Edmonds gets hurt, he still is basically like a, a monster RB one and finishes the year RB seven in points per game. So yes, absolutely. can see that. Uh, I don't understand the guy down. that voted for Carson Wentz, not getting, he went from our QB 21 to QB 18. What a comeback. <laughs> who voted for Odell? That's Jordan. Yeah. Voted for Carson uh, Odell Wentz. That's, that's who did that. <laughs> and, and, and I feel like that's a, uh, a misunderstanding of the question once again, because in the second half of the season, Odell put up much better numbers in the first half, but that's not really comeback. We're looking for season to season, not beginning to year to end of year. Uh, and then, yeah, also Matt Stafford had a good, good season, but not spectacular for where everybody wanted to take him. Zeke moving up four spots. I mean, I kind of, I almost felt like that was going to be the nerd when I saw Zeke on there. He's like, Oh, Tony Pollard didn't completely end his career. 
maybe this is comeback play. <laughs> that is <you>. shocking. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that it is really shocking. I thought Pollard by now. What I don't think we have an award for holding off your backup that's better than you. Ooh, yeah. we might need oh. that though. Oh, I like that category, <laughs> Mike. Got that down, down, Steve. I like that. We're gonna look at that. But then that would have gone to Melvin Gordon. I know, Ooh, but I know. Melvin Ooh. Gordon could have stood to one. Not Aaron Jones. It's all really close. Oh yeah. It's true. Um, I don't see. think Aaron Jones held him off, really. Holding back. <laughs> well, there we go. well, he's doing that. I do. I, I get Steve's point about the Corderell Patterson thing and the, the question around not reading the, the thing. But if you take it at the most literal stance of it. Oh, right. Dude, wide receiver no, 125 to RB14. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, I think, how he ends up getting that, mu- that many votes. Right. If you just take it as right. the most literal interpretation possible, right. that's how that's going to go. Where it's like, right. look at him. He, he had, it was, he could not be. It had, it had yeah. no value to something that's incredibly valuable. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I voted for Patterson. I took it. I didn't take it as a valley where it's like up, down, and then back up. I just took it as way better than what you were. Mm-hmm. Yep. Called breakout, Michael. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep a dictionary with me next time I go through these awards. <laughs> I'll look up the words before I fill out the form. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. He will. He also would have been wide receiver fourteen, something like that. Okay, it's in the neighborhood of. That. I mean, yeah, because it all it said wide receiver one twenty six or whatever. I, right, I wanted to make right, sure right. that also correlated. So Correct. sorry, got distracted now. Here we're moving on to the next one. Waiver ad of the year. We all know the season only begins with the draft. It doesn't end there. Championships are won through proper team management and not just drafting alone. The waiver ad of the year is a player that could be had off waivers to bolster your lineup. And here's where I actually did vote for Corderell Patterson, (laughs) who wins two awards. All right, fair enough. First time in the history of this show. One he deserves. He plays three positions, so two awards is fine. Well, what we should do beforehand is make sure that you have a list of everything that you're voting for so Mm -hmm. you can kind of get an idea of, oh, this person could actually go Mm -hmm. at a different spot. Because, see, to me, this is exactly where he fits. Like, this is a he has never been somebody that I'm like, oh, I have to leave my draft room with Corderell Patterson. No, that has never once happened. He's always available on waivers. And now here he is. This is where he belongs. Now, Elijah Mitchell, obviously. RB18, a guy that was taken in, was he seventh round or UDFA? No, he was UDFA. UDFA Trey yeah. Sermon was really... the one that everybody drafted. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? No, I mean, feels uh, also like in the actual lifetime. NFL draft. Oh. Seventh uh, round or UDFA? Sixth I forget. Round. Sixth round. Yeah. Sixth round? That sounds right. He was drafted. He was yeah. technically drafted. I, I know he was point. like a back end guy who who slipped either to total afterthought or... didn't matter because he right. was a he was and even then yeah Trey like, Sermon and like you said neil like yeah trey sermon was the one that everybody wanted out of san francisco and then again one person loves boston scott uh just because of the <laughs> huge aiden. boom in the championship that's, that's game. aiden uh, aiden's voting <laughs> under like multiple aliases that's the only person that could possibly be responsible for that well honestly Dude. it should say kenneth gainwell not boston scott I mean, Boston Scott's the one that had like a three touchdown performance in the championship game. So, yeah, he totally cratered Jalen Hurts in week 17 because he hogged all the all the usage and Sirianni refuses to use Kenny Gainwell. So Hashtag fire Sirianni. Well, we're working on that. <laughs> we'll get there. We barely got rid of Joe. OK, let's just let's just see how well, well, we've already talked here. way too much about uh, Cordero Patterson. That's that's move on, shall we? Uh, the buy low of the year. So building off of the last point we just talked about, being able to properly negotiate with your league mates is a critical part of building a winning roster. The buy low of the year is a player whose stock in the first half of the season was considered worthless and in the second half of the season won you a title. My criteria specifically for this category is they had to play at least five games and be rosterable through the first 10 weeks. And what do I consider rosterable? That's a top 24 quarterback. So they're your starter or a backup, a top 60 running back, a top 24 tight end, or a top 84 wide receiver. So they're either a player that you could hold on your bench or they're in your starting lineup flex consideration on a weekly basis. And the winner of the buy low of the year was T Higgins. Mm. And that's where my vote went as well. But again, this was another one where I was torn between T Higgins and Jalen Waddle, and he ends up there in the number two spot. 
Um, but two guys that through the first 10 weeks of the season, they were right next to each other, wide receiver 26 and wide receiver 25, but both finish as top 10 guys. I can absolutely see the argument for Jalen Waddle in this category. But again, Odell Beckham in the second half. And then there's just so many people on here who just didn't understand or just. How did Jonathan Taylor get on this list? How did Josh Allen go from QB1 (laughs) to QB2? And that's a buy low. The buy low. In what league were you buying Josh Allen low? I don't know, but can I get an invite? You got an open spot? I feel like like I might have voted for Javante Williams here. I feel like that. Might have been my vote. Um, let's see. Do I hit where is you? You was did. I, you did. Okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's me because that you are the like... Javante Williams vote. Which again, <laughs> I, like, I could was... even understand it. Yeah, he was RB31. He had the game yeah. without Melvin Gordon. Yeah, RB11 overall. Well, um, I can tell you here in Denver, we definitely thought that Javante was going to have the full job by now, mm-hmm. and I've been eating a lot of crow for that. Well, you one did. From you did. You know I also what? live in Denver, and I've been telling people all off season, and for anyone who will listen, that Melvin Gordon ain't dead, and anybody who thinks is that is deluding themselves. And okay, here we are. Okay, but next year. Well, next, next year we can have all the Javante Williams masturbatory conversations you want. Like, go crazy because he's to the moon. Unless Melvin Gordon returns, who knows? Hey, I, they don't have the money for that. Don't now. you put that evil on me, Mike? Mike, unfortunately, <laughs> they don't have the money for that. They can't afford that. Fortunately, they don't have the money for that. Yes, yes. He's I going guess, up depending on how you feel me. about Melvin Gordon and his career taking going to Atlanta, as Steve I and I speculated liked, uh, on wildly last week. Some of these too, like the reasoning was for Michael Pittman. Oh well, he was dead in the preseason, so I got him for a song. Well, that again, that's he was a buy low in the preseason, <laughs> right, I guess, right. uh, but. Not Which really song? at the midway point. Another um, did not read the description. Again, yes. Maybe it's just on me. Maybe I need to like word these better. Hunter I Renfro, I could borderline I, understand I like depending. Run. like, But it, that's almost waiver ad territory. Yeah. It was really close to that. What, Higgins and Waddle are the ones that make the most sense for me. I know I voted for Waddle. Oh, yeah. That was- uh, Hunter Renfro was another one who I wanted to put in the, the honorable mention for waiver ad, where yeah. he was wide receiver 16 on the season and went undrafted. Same thing. Dalton Schultz was tight end seven, went undrafted. Dawson Knox right. tight end nine. So those were interesting. I guys. know I voted for Waddle. I totally get the Higgins thing, though. That's a yes. totally valid choice. Yeah. Like, makes yeah. a lot of sense. And, and I've got Mike's quote. He was the, the one that stuck out to me here for T. Higgins. The ADP dropped a bit once they drafted Chase. Even after Higgins had a strong rookie season, he had two top 30 finishes before he got hurt. Saw plenty of targets, but he still wasn't producing. Since week seven, he was a top 25 wide receiver in seven of nine weeks, including three top five finishes since week 12 and a monster 40-point game in week 16. So, I mean, again, he he had a lackluster championship game, which I feel like hurts him in the voting for a lot of people, but he was mainly the reason you got there. If you got T Higgins for you mean the forty that he dropped yeah. in week sixteen, yeah. clowning the yeah. Ravens, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 correct. Um, I mean, I I did feel like that just his overall season um, was the epitome of it. Should, the metrics showed like he should be doing better, right? Until it got to about you know week eight, nine, or ten along those lines, yeah. and then he actually started producing like you expected. Yeah, he Targets had a massive target there. share. It just wasn't wasn't producing the yardage or the catches. Mm-hmm. And now so. he's got MVP of 2022, Joe Burrow tied to him. That's right, <laughs> Joe Burrow, 2022, will be the MVP. Is this going to be this offseason's the Bears are back, baby? And you're just going to oh, put a MVP full kibosh the fantasy on, MVP. Uh, the league MVP. The league okay. MVP. Okay, I'm just making sure. Maybe behind uh, Justin Herbert. Let, let's be. I'm going to put right. my foot down right now. Ah, uh, Joe. That Burrow man deserves better. Oh no, he's going to. He's going to destroy him. It's not even going to be close. Joe Burrow is better than Justin well, Herbert. He will have to wait till 2022 because sitting at home now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just Justin Herbert Great is about guy. as comfy as I am right now. Yes. Mike, hey, you, gonna... you could have also been sitting at home, so you're welcome. <laughs> Mike, I have been resisting I have been resisting going at you about your background <laughs> and about your comments. You keep you keep bringing it up, man. It's gonna come out like it's so difficult. Hey, you're, it, you're Big Ben had the had the greatest quote today. It was well, I mean, we're we're, we're 
uh, they're favored by like what 20 points or something. I mean, we're just gonna go out and play and have fun. I was like, I am okay with 18 that. 18 picks, here it comes. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. He's getting picked off every time he throws that ball. I see a lot of Chad Henney in that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's not nice. Oh, that's not nice at all. Can't, can't even uh, bring me down. Is Darwin still on the team? Maybe he'll get some reps. I've missed Darwin. He could be very useful this week. I think he was on Tampa Bay's practice squad. Mm. Oh, Darn. Too bad. Missing out on all the good stuff. <laughs> no, all it's right. going to be, is it uh, McKinnon? Yeah. Talk about an yeah, old name that we Jared all forgot. McKinnon. There you go. Oh, uh, all right, the 2021 league winner. So every season we end up talking about a handful of league winners, players who fit into either of the previous two categories we talked about, either a waiver ad or a buy low leading up to the fantasy playoffs. For weeks 15 through 17, they go on a huge run and could have carried a savvy team manager to a title. My criteria for this category specifically is just that they needed to finish in the top 36 in the playoffs because obviously if they didn't finish in the top 36 in points per game during the playoffs, why would they be in this category? And they needed to play at least two of the three weeks. And as amazing as it is, it came out as a statistical tie between wow. Rashad Penny and Amon Ross St. Brown. There, that is probably the best. That I'm fine so with that. Outcomes. That's the most. I'm fine with thing. that. Good. That's yes. fair. That's all fair. I went really back and forth on this one, so I'm I'm glad that yeah that the other side came yeah, out. I'm on so that's completely Brown, fair. Wide receiver 49 through the first 14 weeks. Wide receiver one during the playoffs. Uh, he had a stretch from week 12 on where he had at least 10 targets in every game and never had more than eight before that. Uh, and then Rashad Penny, Neil knows my favorite Rashad Penny story. I've brought it up several times now. Uh, but in our Dynasty League, we have a 12-team uh, Dynasty League, 24-man bench. So deep rosters, waivers are absolutely a wasteland. And I have Jonathan Taylor and Damian Harris who share a bye week. So I had no running back in week 14. The only two running backs available on waivers were Amir Abdullah and Rashad Penny. So I put a bid in for both. I was like, somebody will give me a six. I don't care. I got Amir Abdullah. Somebody else got Rashad Penny. And then the rest is history. But you got your six. Oh, yeah, I got my six. Got I got exactly what I wanted. I got my no. six from Amir Abdullah. Yeah. Uh, but but the point is, that league was is so deep, and there's so many teams, and yet Rashad Penny's still available on waivers. There are so many teams out there that could have picked up Rashad Penny and dominated rb3 tied for rb3 to finish in the playoffs uh with the season that he had and again with chris carson's question marks with his neck i mean who knows what the future looks like finally for rashad penny is he gonna get overhyped to oblivion now i was like isn't he also a free agent though which is also he is they declined his fifth year option due to all the injuries and everything else that has dogged rashad (laughs) penny's entire career so that it very quickly looked like a great move and then very rapidly has looked like a terrible short-sighted decision but Hey, what are you going to do? I mean, not really. To pick up that fifth-year option, they'd have to be paying him so much money. They could re-sign him for cheaper. Well, there's, it's there's also... no way they couldn't re-sign him. It's also, cheaper. you know, Pete Carroll can't help himself. Yeah. He's still got his cell phone in his hand, texting every running back in the league at 3 a.m. You up? Yeah. You up? <laughs> I need your help here. All day long. That's that's Pete Carroll. It's it's, it's running backs and co-eds. Hey, Allegedly. hey man, you need carries? Alleged, allegedly. Carries. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, I will also throw out some honorable mentions here that didn't get any votes at all because the two front runners, uh, uh, obviously a couple people voted for Sony Michelle and I could see it. RB nine finishes top 10 running back down the stretch there. Uh, how about Zay Jones was the wide receiver 100. Yeah. The first 14 weeks of the season finished wide receiver 21 through the playoffs. Wow. Uh, Braxton Berrios. Yeah. Braxton a championship a winner. Berrios uh, wide, helped me quite a bit. Yeah. Wide receiver 90 through the regular season, wide receiver 12 in the playoffs, and then Devin Singletary, running back 42 during the regular season, but tied with Rashad Penny for running back three through the fantasy playoffs. Murdered Zach Moss and Matt Breida, finally, yeah. to, to get them out of the way. No, no, it's, it's going to be even worse because during the offseason, he's going to have all this hype going around him, and he's going to bust on his face again. Come the start of next season, he's just going to be completely Whoa. useless. You want to you want to rephrase, wow. Jason? First of all, this is a family this is a, show. Yeah, this is okay. A this is a family friendly show. show. All right, mm-hmm. uh, so let's 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 get our minds out of the gutter. 
Yeah, Unless... you're all children. Jeez. Yeah, are exactly. we? <laughs> I was literally talking about him. No, what's going to happen is they're really? going to sign some like aging veteran in March, or they're going to draft Rashad somebody Penny. in the fifth round. Rashad. Oh okay. All right, that made me go. laugh. Good job. Go. Good job. That's that made me laugh. Congratulations. Rashad Penny. It's fabulous. They're going to sign a vet, or they're going to draft somebody in the fifth round, and that one's going to get hyped up over Devin Singletary, unless he does something spectacular. It's going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy for us on riding it. Nope. Not not trusting it. I'm a little upset that we haven't seen any tight ends. I, I threw some honorable mention tight ends in there. There's some honorable tight ends. Abolish the tight end No, Pat. I didn't hear anything about Pat saving a lot of people through the mid-round. Jack, do you want to do your whole no. tight ends don't matter, we're going to eliminate the position and just start extra flexes yes. conversation? We got 20 yes. minutes. I mean, Three. go ahead. Yeah. I would love to have that conversation. Abolish the tight end. Mm-hmm. Let's let Steve do the MVP, and then we'll just do that conversation for the rest <laughs> of the show. Because that's, I'd rather do that. That I mean, conversation this one's really pretty has. straightforward, isn't it? It's. The most valuable player Should is be. the player that almost single-handedly I changed a so. roster's fate, a consistent performer, and a value for their position at their draft price. Your first-round pick finishing in the top 10 is great. Your 15th-round pick finishing in the top 10 is even better. And the most valuable player by a landslide was Cooper Cup. I mean, how how could it not be? It was fairly obvious and easy. 18 votes going to Cooper Cup. He got 72%. The votes on there, and again, uh, 439.5 total points, 25.9 points per game. He finished as wide receiver one this year. Obviously, it was the 14th best fantasy season ever, regardless of position. He was second on the wide receivers all time with his 25.85. You have to go out to two decimal places and the points per game. Uh, the only one better, 25.88. Jerry Rice in 1995. Pretty good. That's it. Pretty good year. Yeah, that is it. Rice was solid. Pretty fantastic. Yeah, he was okay. He was okay. I've heard of him. I don't know. I I was reading on Do I have to go get my championship ring of Jerry Rice? I'll I'll grab that right now. How do you have Jerry Rice's championship ring? (laughs) It's a replica. eBay. eBay. I, I, uh, I'm Jerry, just gonna say about Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice funny like that. <laughs> I was reading Twitter and I I read some takes that you know Jerry Rice ran a four seven. He, he not an athlete. He would be a bench warmer today. So it's just something to think about. Right. Yeah. If you're an His idiot, combine score. I was gonna say. I was gonna say yeah. if you struggle with critical thinking skills. Yeah. The funniest part yes, about that, that four seven <laughs> is it's a complete lie. Jerry Rice mm-hmm. r- ran at least a four five, if not a four, four, but there was no official reporting back in the day. So everyone right. fudged the numbers because this kid is special and they didn't want the secret to get out. Yeah. There's, there was like, like it was notorious that people that looked at smaller colleges or teams that scouts. So on that looked at smaller colleges would re- purposely put out false reports. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they wanted to find the guy in the, you know, Fifth round. I've yet to see round. any definitive reporting that would lead me to accept that that is stop happening. By the way, I was just about to say, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't believe it. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a storied tradition that continues on for my they call, entire they life. They call it the pro day now. Yeah, <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> and look, Jonathan Taylor gets five votes. I get it. RB one had a strong finish to the season. Oh, he went and got the ring. There it is. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, but yeah, RB1, strong finish to the year, always reliable at, again, the most injury-prone position out there. Uh, the running backs were getting decimated, so he was a first-round running back. We talked about at the very beginning, guys like Aaron Jones and Saquon Barkley that were your first-round running back picks that didn't live up to expectation. Well, Jonathan Taylor's one that actually did. And then Debo, super fan out there of Debo. thought he was the MVP this season. And then I'm, I'm not unconvinced this is just mike voting for jalen waddle in every category at this point i don't know i only did one vote for jalen waddle <laughs> i do keep seeing him and i'm kind of shocked as to repeat the repeats uh he keeps popping not... up in every category people love them some jalen waddle because uh, it's, it's I only a did touchdown the celebration it's the yeah. waddle right uh, it's, it's the waddle. It's an awesome yeah. it's an awesome touchdown celebration yeah andy waddled away waddle 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 uh, I don't even go. know who I voted Again, for. So that, I, I, what was that, Jack? What have you never seen? Uh, the duck and the lemonade stand. Yeah, that's Andy Waddle away. Waddle, waddle, waddle. I just wanted to see Google you it. again. 
Yeah. Uh, you wanted to know who you voted for on that last one, Nerd Man? Yeah, I'm assuming that it was Taylor, but I... It was Jonathan Taylor, yes. Yeah, I, I was like, that dude said my roster every week. <laughs> so... Like we said, we don't take personal stuff into this in any way. Yeah. Right, exactly. No. Zero percent Never. We wouldn't do that. There is this zero is bias. This is a professional audience. outfit where we suspend our own opinions. Okay? Exactly. And and on that note, why did Corderell Patterson win two awards? This is just an outrage. Uh, I am disgusted a, with this entire He won it as a wide receiver wanted, and then yeah. a separate one as a running back. Both okay. Yeah. Like Debo should have. I also wanted to make my yeah. joke. I've never been more right about anything nine years later. Yeah, there you go. If I went back and looked at my take from just a decade a smidge ago. Too, yeah. too I was I was totally right on my take from nine years ago that Cordero Patterson would have success in the league at some at some point if he was given the right situation. And all it took was him playing in the league for nine years as a kick return specialist and then changing positions a couple of years ago to play running back. Yeah. It's all part of the process. You gotta trust the process here. You gotta you gotta like it's yeah. unbelievable. I, I really so, felt like somebody might have said that he was going to be valuable. And like starting running back for no, the right no, I don't think no? so. Okay, it would have been crazy to say that. That's some sort of weird uh, fever dream. No. Yeah. Okay. I got... don't remember that at all. All right, that happens a lot to me. You know, I'll, I'll no, think things, right. and then they they remember when Atlanta paid Mike right, Davis. So, this, so let's like, go through in, a fun exercise. And if you don't have anything immediately, you can take a you can take a hot second here. Uh, but you know, we finished the award show for this season. So looking ahead to next year, who are we talking about next season? I mean, I, for me, I think hopefully in a better situation are the comeback player of the year is Allen Robinson. I'm, I'm hoping that he can get back to form wherever it is he goes. But who, who knows? Well, he, well, he can do that on somebody else's roster because he's not going to yes. be on mine again next year. The Patriots Correct. would be interesting. Well, I don't know at what price, though. Yeah. He finished he his wide receiver team. 70. So Only one if time, he drops into me. the eighth round... Okay, well, you would you rather have no Allen Robinson or Jacoby Myers to throw to for Mac Jones? Like that's that's kind of what I'm trying to compare here. Don't mm -hmm. don't don't flip on Jacoby Myers on this show because you're talking to people who actually like Jacoby Myers here. No, no, I mean, like, but they're not comparable wise, vehicles. Yeah, yeah. They're not comparable vehicles. If you're asking me, they do different things. Like, but you're you're hyper targeting a player of the two. Who would you prefer to hyper? -target? Yeah, I'd rather have Allen Robinson. Okay. If I, it, given sure. the option, yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's where I was going with it. I yeah, mean, I know. If you're going to throw it to one person going. over and over, I, I could read the crazy tea leaves. <laughs> if you, well, you if you're going to throw it to one person over and over again, and you're talking about New England, it's Hunter Henry. Mm -hmm. That's that's who you really want. <laughs> like, but they're there to block for the running the, backs. Yeah. That Hunter that's, Renfro that's... is who you mean. Hunter Renfro mm. goes over there. Yes, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's who it is. The natural progression. Yeah, tiny white wide receiver. Yeah. Stop I thinking need find, Houston. I need to find no. more people to go to Houston because that team's going to be something. All right, Jack, do you want to make a, a way too early prediction about any of these awards for next year? Oh, for next year, what will some of the awards be? We can talk about the real MVP of the NFL, which we already mentioned. No, we won't do that. <laughs> Joe Burrow. This, and again, this is fantasy football, so very few quarterbacks actually made the list here on a lot of these votes because they're so easily replaceable. Same thing with tight end, like as the nerd pointed out, so easily replaceable, so easy to stream that that's, this is the proof in the pudding right here that these are the guys that carried your roster. I'm going to go out and say that Ezekiel Elliott is going to be overdrafted this year. He's going to have a first round mm -hmm. ADP. And Ezekiel Elliott will end up as the least valuable player. As the because of why? You, you got to say, got to tell me Cause why. Because he's, he's washed and Tony Pollard's better than him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, the, the, I, I, gotta, I love all of my haters on Twitter. Just got very angry when I said Ezekiel Elliott was washed. And then they started changing definitions and moving the goalposts, and there's a little bit of transphobia in there. It's great. I love Whoa. my Twitter life. Whoa. What? Jack brings, Jack what a weird out. mix. Yeah, that's yeah. a weird mix. That that took a weird left turn that yeah. I wasn't expecting. Most of my Twitter arguments do because I will say something about football, and then they will turn to 
you have he slash him in your bio. You have your pronouns. <laughs> like, yes, I do. I think that's a good thing. Do you not? And then it devolves into, okay, you're an unserious person. But moral of the story, Ezekiel Elliott, least valuable player. All right. Uh, oh, here's a good one. How about Calvin Ridley for comeback player of the year? Wherever I would he's love playing. that. Yeah. I, is he not going to be Atlanta. Is he playing? Rumor he's, has he wants it. out of Atlanta. Yeah, is basically the reports are he just wants he doesn't want to with, be in with Atlanta his contract anymore. done. He wants to move on. He needs a fresh start. He just wants uh it, it could be the situation with the the work. It could be the life. Whatever it is, Atlanta just he needs out. He needs a fresh start. Does he get credit for this year on his contract? Did he play enough to do that? Uh, uh, yes. Okay, I figured that's just mm-hmm. yeah because he was considered injured for some of those games and they placed him on IR. So I mean, reports are supposedly Philly's the front runner right now, but that's, I think people just putting it together. Every wide receiver is going to Philly. (laughs) I was going to say, and then they have been for the last like three years. Does any of it would even, would it matter even if it did, if, if they got their choice? I mean, like how much does it matter? Uh, I was actually thinking for comeback, Lamar Jackson, I think, will end up being somebody that will go under the radar and could really be a comeback player next year. Sure. Because finish, I believe, is like QB eight points per game. Just the fact that he missed so many games, a lot of people are going to be real salty on it. He was QB seven in points per game. Points per game. Yep. Yeah. But QB QB 14 on the year. (laughs) Right. Sure. So. Yes. Um, Like I said, it's just so difficult for quarterbacks to win these awards just because they're generally so replaceable. I mean, players like Joe Burrow were drafted in like the 10th plus round. Right. So it's easy to find at least you're going to take swings at one or two or three guys that are those double digit rounds that one of them hits every year. Or you could just stream and like this year you could have streamed 36 different quarterbacks that would have gotten you a quarterback one week. <laughs> Good luck determining that, but I get the say. general logic of the argument, <laughs> but no, I, I actually have the numbers. That's the only here's I know. I know you do, but here's what I would say. <laughs> Don't forget about, about individuals like Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, because if one of them can return to form next season to historical averages, they would win comeback player of the year. I think pretty handily. If, if Christian McCaffrey, and, drops past five in any yeah. draft that's ridiculous mm-hmm. we'll have that conversation when we get there but right. i don't know where that's gonna that's one of the big question marks for the ranking summit slash the you know the preseason process for this year is what is the relative adp of christian mccaffrey going to be i don't believe anybody has the answer to that question right now everyone's people are saying and then just the, the tea leaves on the internet that he's the he's locked in. Have. He's locked in. Can you do three. that in the Donald Trump voice? Did you <laughs> don't, make that attempt for please me? Please don't. I don't. I I'm don't reading the tea leaves. I'm looking at the fake <laughs> news media on the internet. That's pretty good. Twitter, That's pretty is, good. Telling, yeah. Twitter is telling me that the the top ADP it's gonna be we're at number one. We're obviously gonna have Jonathan Taylor, and then at mm. two three. It's pick your poison. I don't know what kind of poison you like. I like the best poison, but DeAndre Swift or Christian McCaffrey at number three is apparently the conversation. <laughs> okay, now you're going to do that for an hour. Man, that's true. That's, <laughs> you that's bought yourself a new show. Congratulations. <laughs> you're going to do that for an hour. <laughs> that's what we're doing. I think and I'm going to have uh, to look at uh, like MVP conversation as well, like the QB change. You look at Cooper Cup. A guy who was drafted basically in the wide receiver teens gets Matthew Stafford all of a sudden is the wide receiver one. I'm looking at guys like Jalen Waddle, who we've talked about so much in this show already. Like if if they continue to pursue Deshaun like they seem like they want to, and he ends up being there with Parker still around for one more year and Jalen Waddle. Uh, there's no reason Jalen Waddle can't finish as a top five wide receiver for the entire year next year, not just for the back half of the season. Also, well, on that similar... same note, Jerry Judy. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, talking about somebody completely irrelevant that 
if you give yep. him a quarterback like I don't know, give Aaron him a Rogers, real QB, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, Through same thing like Deontay. Deontay Johnson was the wide receiver eight in points per game with Ben Roethlisberger's noodle arm throwing him the ball. So if you give Pittsburgh a real healthy quarterback for a full season, there's no reason Deontay Johnson can't finish as a top three wideout next year. And given you know the change and the uncertainty there, maybe early in the summer you might be able to get Deontay for a mid wide receiver two type draft pick. So yeah, I, I thought I would get yelled at if I said something like that. I bring yeah, I, I took that hit for you. Don't Thank worry. You. Yeah, I mean, I had mm-hmm. plenty of Deontay this year. Uh, I can't lie about that part. Right. That, that's like when him. one of you was supposed to say Rashad Bateman is going to be a wide receiver one next year. That's <laughs> see, that, see, see when I take the hit, you got to take it from me. That's derail that's the whole how show this works. Yes, I, I do uh, think that Rashad and Honey uh, Hollywood will be mm-hmm. in a basic 50 50 split at best for Hollywood. Right. Yeah, and like, I'm glad like that we Hollywood might be the narrative wrong that Lamar can't throw and the Ravens won't be a passing offense. So yes. I mean, Andrews will still be the head and yeah. that, like the top guy yeah. by a good margin. But as it comes to wide receivers, I think that Hollywood showed in the later part of the season that he's not meant to be the number one guy. Yeah. And, you know, stuff we talked about as well, like A.J. Dillon, does he actually take over? Tony Pollard, does he take over as the one in Dallas do these guys that are in the back end now leapfrog to the top. And then does somebody like Javante who's going to be anointed automatically a top 10 pick next season? Does he actually live up to that or does he yes. falter a little bit? No, he, uh, anyone else there's conversation, but Javante Williams, no, he's locked in good. Hmm. I believe Unless he gets injured. Next, that, next that's the issue. Yeah. If there's an injury, that's where I'd be a little more nervous on. Well, and another question in kind of the inverse of what we were talking about before is where do you guys like, uh, you know, maybe Devontae Adams, if uh, Rodgers ends up going somewhere or even like Metcalf, what happens with them? If I know that they're not, you know, showing their hand that, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to deal our guy. But like either of those guys could be on the move. And that takes a big hint to both. (laughs) I think they might watch Jordan Love against the Lions or whatever (laughs) others already had this year. Did you? I mean, for me. It Russell Wilson isn't the problem for DK. It's Pete Carroll. We've established that. It's well, I mean, Pete Carroll just made Rashad Penny like a league saver for anybody who started. Yeah, because he loves to run the damn ball. That is his job. He He wants to run the ball. He just wants to run it. To run the ball and lose games. That's Pete Carroll's mo. Hundred percent. Well, I might challenge the second part of that. He loses games that in baffling ways, but if you look mm-hmm. at his overall win loss, he wins a lot more games than he loses. Yeah, it's a bad year, but he's been yeah. surprisingly successful. That's why I love historically to mock Pete Carroll for various things, but I don't mock his win loss percentage in the NFL. There's a reason he's been around for as long as he has. Now, there are many other reasons to want to mock Pete Carroll. Believe yeah, me, you can I'm, mock I'm gum chewing. You can yep. mock the fact that he <laughs> takes his shirt off in front of young men for some reason. You can mock the fact you that would he... think that would be slander, but it's not. Uh-huh. not yeah. it's, just, it's just a fact. He had a yeah. flex off with DK Metcalf before they drafted him. He yep. also does staring contests to prove that he's more alpha than I was players. To say alpha mentality. Well, and those are just the things that we can report on that are strange that are actually confirmed that yeah, aren't, that don't no get into slander, slander that don't mm. get into slander and liable. If we want to get into slander and liable and turn the cameras off for a minute, there are much longer lists, <laughs> much longer deep. list of things that we could go through. I'm much more about that Sigma grind set, grind set, <laughs> alpha mentality. <laughs> Pete Carroll absolutely is the kind of guy who at a party would take his shirt off and go do push-ups in the corner. That that is absolutely something Pete Carroll would do. At at 65, by the way. At least it's like a 65-year-old <laughs> man that would happen. So right, and go. right so right now here today on this show, is it cheating if uh next year I say next season's rookie of the year is Travis Etienne? Does that not count? Is that that's that was something I was I actually mean... curious about. But... <laughs> I mean, technically, he's eligible for the NFL award next year because it'll be his first actual year playing in the league. I think technically we'd have to grandfather him in. Yeah. I I think because he didn't play any snaps. I got to think, right? I'd be all right with it. I'd be fine with it. I have him in a lot of dynasty. If he played even one game, I would say no. But he didn't even get there. Mm-hmm. If the NFL so, allows it, then I think the fantasy has to allow it. In that perfect. In that all right. So I got the, so I, come back. You heard it here year. first. 
Next year is going to be JK Dobbins. Rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. J.K. Could, Dobbins, let's get that hype train. No, I see. I figured acres, Jack yeah. would want to spend all this time talking about Cam Akers. Oh, we didn't oh, even yeah. talk about Cam Akers. <laughs> I was going to say, is, does Cam Akers qualify for comeback player of the year? Because he came back this year. So does right, that count? Right, right. I, mean, especially, I think he actually would now. <laughs> especially, when he goes on, yeah. especially when he goes on a Leonard Fournette type run in the playoffs. Does it really count <laughs> as comeback player of the year when we know he's oh. elite? Right, exactly. Uh, nope, Leonard Fournette's about to do another Leonard Fournette. It's going to be well, Keyshawn Vaughn if they don't all get healthy pretty quick. Well, he, no, they, they're all off today. Of IR. Yeah, that's why I said Geo, that. Geo, Leonard Fournette, and uh, Devin, no, Levante. Oh, Geo's back. Well, the season's oh, safe now. Oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> do, we need to award, strong. do we need to create an award for Derrick Henry for like a, like some sort of like achievement award? Superhuman? For, yeah, award? like like some sort of monster award for him well, or something. See, here, uh, if you want to create awards, I got one. We've got the fantasy zombie, which is comeback player of the year. We need right. fantasy cockroach, like Frank Gore. <laughs> well, that just lingers yeah. in the league. Will not die. die. Sammy right. Watkins, fantasy cockroach. We got this. <laughs> Sammy Watkins is a Rex, perfect Rex one. Burkhead. Yeah, <laughs> like this is. I love Rex Burkhead. Got I another love contract. It. Love it. Love Perfect. it. Absolutely Please. love that Rex Burkhead at 31, coming off that ACL tear, got another contract. Uh, it's, yeah. That's my favorite. Like, it, I well, feel I mean, so. I'm so happy. The for fact him. that Derrick Henry is still uh, RB 17 after only after missing nine additional weeks, like that's right. in total points. Yeah, in total point. Like that's just yeah. stupid. He, he's still number one in points per game. Remember that X-Men movie with the juggernaut where it's like, I'm the juggernaut expert. Maybe it's just that. And that's just the Derrick Henry he's award. He's just the juggernaut. He's yeah. just the juggernaut because mm. the juggernaut I'm, I'm just waiting for, for it. They're going to, they're going to, I was actually him. thinking mutant just in general. Sure. The yeah, they're going to sure. activate him and he's going to do what he does. I have a feeling my, that's another one that I have for next. You wanted to talk about next year. Mm. That's the one that I'm trying to wrap my head around. Cause the playoffs are going to have so much it's to Derrick do with Henry. that. Yeah. yeah. Where's Derrick Henry go? Because the if, if he comes out and flames everybody during the playoffs again, he's going to walk right back up to the top of that ADP list for next year. Yeah. We all yeah. know this. People remember only really remember the last thing they saw, right? So if they remember watching Derrick Henry. Well, I don't know. People, he monstered the entire league last season and still slipped all the way to like RB6 and ADP. Because he doesn't catch no. passes. <laughs> yeah. Right. How'd that work out? Right. <laughs> he just hate tanks everyone again. Right. So like, right it now matter. I've got uh, Fantasy Cockroach and the I Didn't Get Wally Pipped award. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's solid. There you go. I, I like both of those. Love those it. are perfect. Uh, well, thank you, gentlemen, for being here, uh, joining us for the season finale of the show. Great time, as always. Uh, I will be back tomorrow for the sports betting show. Jack, do you guys have a show this week on Friday? Uh, Jordan and I do. Jason still has not given me his availability <laughs> if he will be joining us or not. For good reason. Yeah. Jason's right. well, mad at us. Reasons. Yeah, Jason, I'm, I'm mad super salty. The three J's at a minimum on Friday night. Uh, but we'll be breaking down the sports betting lines on the show tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, doing Locked In with the boys again. So look forward to doing that. Um, and that's it. I mean, patreon.com slash important nonsense. The content is still coming, folks. Don't give up on us now. We haven't given up on you. Okay. And uh, thank you all for joining us all season. If uh, you only tune into the Important Nonsense podcast, I mean, you're really missing out. But this is this is farewell for a little while. We'll be back for uh, the draft would be the next time you hear us if you're not going to follow anything else. So, Neil, do you have any parting thoughts for the people? Tight end doesn't matter. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> well, that's a, that is the perfect parting thought. I like it. I Short, absolutely sweet, love correct. it. Correct. Yep. Uh, how about you, Mike? Any first year wrapped up with us? Congratulations! Yeah, wonderful, wonderful season. It's been a pleasure, by the way, Mike. Did a great job. Do it. So, was, uh, you, other man. than a Jalen Waddle jersey, is there anything you're going to do in the off season <laughs> with your free time? Uh, He's going to do you, a Jalen Waddle jersey. You for one award. You vote for him one time, and everybody <laughs> wants to remember. Just because he showed up several times mm -hmm. doesn't mean I was the only one that did it. That's right. Uh, no, you know, gonna keep, keep on keeping on with all the fantasy content. I mean, football doesn't have to actually have an off season. You know, we're already looking at rookies, yep. uh, for teams that aren't in the playoffs, you know, looking one way over here. 
but uh, you know, so I'm just going to enjoy football for the last bit of actual. You're, you're looking every way in this room. Like nobody has a representative in this room in the playoffs <laughs> except for you. <laughs> it's true. We're and that barely happens. And so then you're you. welcome. Like, yeah. <laughs> Is that obvious? I couldn't even. I thought I thought it was make, keeping it subtle. I don't know. No. No. Uh, but Steve, yeah. you got the Cardinals technically. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Kyler. <laughs> I'll take the one game of Kyler I get. I'll, I'm fine with that. Oh, oh. <laughs> woof! Probably. Hey, whoa! I got a, I got a lot of Rams shares in the Super Bowl. All right, so I'm gonna. That's the way I'm rooting in that one, where my money lies. <laughs> For good reason. I mean, that that's probably a safe bet. That's a why. I root with my wallet, not my heart. That's how this. Works. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Oh. Uh, Mason. I mean, you're going to be around. Oh, I'm going to be around. You guys better not, like, leave off and just come back to the draft. I've got the whole thing locked down all offseason long, so you guys stay tuned. We've got all sorts of betting content coming down the pipeline, all for you degenerates at home. So let's keep it locked in, boys. Congratulations uh, to you, Mason, on your team. Finally finally seeing, seeing the light and moving on from their head coach. So congratulations <laughs> to you on that. <laughs> Thank you. But the, I'm not going to lie. The you just went through how been... nobody else has a team here. And then we just go ahead and say, oh, you're no, I said a team in the playoffs. Oh, okay. all, all of our teams team. are at home. Everybody has watching a team. the playoffs. Team. Yeah. Yeah. You're the only even as only a seven seed. The... You're doing better than the you're rest. Of yeah. Yeah. He got lucky. All right. I'm still going to say he got lucky. <laughs> Golly. Just keep twisting the knife. You jerks. I hate you all. Jason, do you need to call a timeout? <laughs> he might. <sighs> okay. Yeah, because we need to get Kenny Murray out of the freaking lineup. Do I need to run Daniel Carlson in to finish up the roundup for the roundup? Yeah. Man, I wish I had that highlight ready to go. Uh, it would be worth it to get this video demonetized. Right, too, by the way, at this point. I'm trying not to say anything here? mean. It's very difficult. I'm trying to stay calm. I know. I'm not making it easy. I'm trying to stay calm. That should be the new intro for the show for you. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm trying that to actually not say anything just... mean and stay calm. Well, the new Nailed the new it. show name for next year is Narrative Street, as we've already yes. as we've already yeah, covered. We've already established. But I think one of the new segments might have to be "I'm trying to stay calm." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because everything is it. unstable. It's driving me crazy. I, I golly. You want to talk about unstable? <sighs> Look at Jason. We're so far off the rails. Well, we've this done it. We've absolutely done it. This, this is, is, this is what down. happens when you do nothing but stream content for seven straight months here, folks. So yeah, I mean, we did a lot of work this year. This is this my life. Okay. It's so much fun to be back. We, mm -hmm. I, and we're about to take a long break, and I, I just don't know what to do. I missed two weeks of talking. All right? Sorry. You'll, no, you'll and it's all Jack's fault. It is Jack's fault. That's all blame Jack. Okay? <laughs> yes, because Jack doesn't right. know squat. Is the new <laughs> segment. Don't lash out it. Yeah. Don't lash out at Jack. So we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll be Carl back for the thing. NFL draft, and then Dave Fiorella knows best. I mean, <laughs> the by Jack. And, and we'll Posted be out. By Jack. We'll be around all summer. We'll be around. Yeah. Playoffs. We'll be talking exactly. through free agency. There's going to be a lot of quality audio content coming your way. All right. One last time, folks. Until we talk to you again, keep up the nonsense. Music for this podcast is provided by Lee Rosevier. I'm Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, and you can find all the guys at importantnonsense.com. Kaboom!